everybody doing this afternoon? Good, good. That's excellent. We are the righteousness of God, amen? That's what the Bible says, and I believe what the Bible says. So, um, so I'm going to be talking about how the righteous are saved. And God is so good. He is a rewarder of the righteous, you know, of those who really just pursue the Holy Spirit and just, you know, do everything that he says. So when we flee from evil, we experience God's faithful love and find ourselves moving into greater positions of power and authority. When we are saved, we move into power and authority. But when you continue to do that, there is levels of glory to glory that we need to get to. And, you know, God, he just, God doesn't just want us to be righteous. He really wants us to kick the devil's butt. Amen? Amen. All right. And that's a fun business to get into. In fact, that's, that's the business of the true disciples of Jesus Christ. And, you know, it's just king, kingdom business. So everybody say kingdom business. kingdom business. Kingdom business. It's easy to praise God when things are going our way. You know, maybe like we got a promotion at work or maybe prayers are getting answered. Thank God, you know, somebody might, might have given you a gift or something like that. Actually, speaking of gifts, I've been experiencing a lot of blessings at my workplace. Um, people are giving me gifts, giving me lots of bacon, pepperettes. I work at a meat factory, so I'm friends with all of the meat departments, all of them, and they're just, they're blessing me so much. Uh, I just have an abundance of bacon at home. So if you guys want some bacon, I can get you bacon <laughs> for free. So, yeah, it tastes pretty good. Uh, anyway, so, and God is also blessing my ministry too on Fridays. Thank you so much for your prayers. I really, really appreciate it. I really appreciate just uh, people going out of their way just to make things happen, just to be a blessing to me and especially to the kids. I really believe that these kids are history makers. I really believe that. And actually, just last Friday, we had 12 kids show up, which is crazy. Six kids. You know, we've only been at Hope for Today for two months, so let's keep these numbers going. <laughs> yeah. I believe that, you know, even during these good times, uh, we always have to be thankful. And even during the bad times, we still must be thankful. You know, God is still good. And like I said in my last sermon, there are tests and trials that we must endure in this life. And it's not to harm us, it's to temper us into mature believers. Just like Joseph, how he resisted temptation with Potiphar's wife, you know, which was a really big test. Like he is a man of steel, like Superman. <laughs> and he was faithful in the household of Potiphar's house. He was faithful in the prison. So all of these trials led to him becoming second in command of all of Egypt. But it was to help preserve his family lineage. You know, it was all part of God's master plan. And God has a plan for all of you, for me, for you, your family, even the people who aren't saved. He desires everybody to know God. Everybody has, you know, a plan in their life that God wants them to know. So let me just tell you something. Even as Joseph was being tempted, before that, here's one thing that I believe. I believe that the devil and his demons, they cannot harm you unless they gain an illegal right to harm you. They need to go to God first to ask for permission. 
And if you don't believe me, check this out. We're going to go to Job chapter 1. I love this book. Actually, in Bible school, I had some new friends, new believers, and they thought it was the book of Job, which is pretty funny. <laughs> they, they didn't know any better, right? Okay, so Job chapter 1. Um, just to preface this, in the land of Uz lived a man named Job, and he was blameless and upright before the Lord. He feared God, and he shunned evil. He also had 10 children, seven boys, three girls. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys, and a large number of servants. So basically, he was the greatest man among his people of the East. That's what the Bible says. I'm going to skip verse 4 and 5. So this is one of my absolute favorite parts of the entire Bible, because it shows how the devil gains legal right into our lives. He will accuse us even if those accusations are false. So, verse 6. One day, the angels, the sons of God, came to present, to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. And the Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? And the devil answers the Lord, From roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. So he's pretty bored, you know. He's been cast out of heaven. He's just watching. He's just watching you know, examining the people of God. So, verse, uh, what is it? <laughs> um, seven, I think. The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. And then verse 9, does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied, have you not put a hedge around him and his entire household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now stretch out your hand and strike everything that he has and he will surely curse you to your face. That is Satan's accusation. Verse 12, but the Lord said to Satan, very well. Everything he has is within your power, but do not lay a finger on him. And then Satan left the presence of the Lord. So isn't that fascinating that even though Satan was cast out of heaven, he still has access to God in some way, in the courtroom of God. That's where I believe this took place. And what's also interesting is, you know, God says, have you considered my servant Job? You might be thinking, why would God do this? Like, I thought he was a good God. Why would he, you know, offer up one of his children, you know, to, to suffer? But let me say this. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he's still the same today, but we have access. We have the Holy Spirit. When we are accused, I feel something within, within me. And this happens to me at night. And I'll feel like, oh man, I'm being accused. The Holy Spirit is letting me know that I need to, you know, pray against whatever is being spoken over me. So, God is so confident though, even though Job didn't go to the courtroom at that moment, God still, you know, preserved his honor. He still said, like, you know, he is a righteous man, but do not harm him. Do not touch do not touch him. That's in the first chapter. In the second chapter, you know, it's a little different. 
he suffers greatly, as we know. So one thing that I've been thinking about since the devil was cast out of the kingdom of God, the question is, is there a difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven? You know, why, why is it that Satan has access to the Lord, even though he was cast out? That these are things that we really need to pray about. We really need to just ask God for these answers because they will really help preserve your life, your health, your wealth, your finances, your ministries, as long as we go to the court, as long as we are praying, you know. So I want to read on what happens after Satan leaves the Lord's presence. So in verse 13, so one day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby and the Sabians attacked and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword and I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. Verse 16, while he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, the fire of God fell from the heavens and burned up the sheep and the servants, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. Verse 17, while he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, the Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. And while that servant was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, when suddenly a mighty wind swept in the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on them, and they are dead. And I'm the only one who has escaped to tell you. So at this, Job got up, and he tore his robe, and he shaved his head. That was a sign of just the utmost mourning and just despair. Then he fell to the ground in worship, and said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord, gave me, the Lord gave and the Lord take away. May the name of the Lord be praised. So in all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. So isn't that something? Even though Job didn't defend himself in the court, he still was able to handle you know, the temptations of the enemy. You know, the Bible says God will not allow you to endure a temptation if you can't handle it. That's what, that's what it says. So the devil wants to steal from us, kill from us, and destroy us. But he has to go to God first. And God will always show mercy and defend our honor, right? So we, we see from this passage that the devil and demons, they're, ve- they're, they're very legalistic. That's something that we really need to realize and we need to remember that this, this battle in this life, it's not against flesh and blood. It's against the spiritual forces and powers and, and darkness in heavenly places. That's Ephesians 6, 12. So verse, or sorry, chapter 2, it, it gets a lot worse. But, you know, the Bible says, my people suffer for lack of knowledge. So I want to try and give you guys some more knowledge today. Is that okay? You know, some more revelation? And how do you know if you've been wrongly accused? Well, there's, there's a handful of symptom, symptoms. There's, there's books written, and especially in Deuteronomy, about all the things that can go wrong. You know, but let, let's, let's look at some of these symptoms that I've seen in, in people's lives. There's some illness that people might have. 
There's people who are accident prone. You know, you wonder why certain people, they always get into accidents. You know, it's, it's something spiritual. Maybe there's legal obstructions in a business. Maybe um, there's an addiction that needs to be broken in your life. And you might wonder, if you're praying against all these things, why, why is this not working? You know, if, I thought that if I ask anything in the Lord's name, that it shall be done unto me. But there are rules and there are spiritual laws that God is uncovering for us, that God wants us to know, that he wants us to realize. Just because you are saved, it doesn't mean you're actually or you're automatically free from your family's sins. In Deuteronomy, it talks about how the kids of today are affected by the sins of their fathers that go back four generations. Thankfully, the blessings also come as well, which is great, right? But let's go back to some scripture in the third chapter of the book of Zechariah. So this is, again, what I believe personally, which is happening in the courtroom of heaven. So Satan appeared and brought an accusation against Joshua, the high priest. This is Zechariah chapter 3, verses 1 to 5, if you want to follow along. So this time the accused made an appearance to answer the accusation, and Zechariah appeared. He actually appeared, unlike Job. So this is, this is a different side of the story. So verse 1, Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right side to accuse him. The Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is not this man a burning stick snatched from the fire? Now Joshua was dressed in filthy clothing as he stood before the angel. The angel said to those who were standing before him, Take off his filthy clothes. Then he said to Joshua, See, I have taken away your sin, and I will put fine garments on you. Then I said, Put a clean turban on his head, too. This, this is Zechariah. He is intervening within this. You might think it's a vision. You might think this is actually happening. Whatever you think, this is happening. So they, and they actually put a clean turban on his head, which is really funny. So the angel of the Lord gave this charge to Joshua. This is what the Lord Almighty says. If you walk in obedience to me and keep my requirements, then you will govern my house and have charge of my courts, and I will give you a place among these standing there. So this is an example of what it looks like when we appear in the courtroom of God. You know, when, when people are being accused, you got to show up to defend yourself. If you don't show up, all that the judge, all that the father has to work with is what's being, you know, given by the enemy. So we really need to show up and defend ourselves because we are the defendants. And Jesus is the best lawyer, the, the best defense lawyer that you could ever ask for. Um, and yeah, I, the first time, I want to share you a personal story. The first time that I went to the courtroom of God, I was playing worship music. I was in my room and I was just worshiping the Lord. I closed my eyes because I can see I can see things better that the Lord shows me with my eyes closed. He's always showing me things. He's always giving me dreams. But I closed my eyes. I was praying, and I see myself in a big, big courtroom. And there are these, these angels walking by. 
there's the judgment seat, like the father sitting on the throne. But he was the judge. And it's amazing. There were people being accused by demons. And I was, I was there watching. And, and beside me, there was an angel. He was giving me golden cups, golden jewelry, and other golden stuff. But I didn't, I didn't know what to do at the time because I, I, wasn't, I wasn't very aware of what was going on. And when you are in the spirit, your eyes are like the eyes of a child because you need to strengthen your spiritual eyes. Your, they're spiritual muscles. You know, that's why we need to speak in tongues. And if you don't have that gift, ask the Lord for the gift of tongues. It is so important to build up your spirit to strengthen your spiritual ears, to strengthen your spiritual eyes. You know, Jesus, he's always saying, those with eyes to see and ears to hear, listen to this. So that was my first experience. But I, you know, the demons, sometimes when your spiritual eyes aren't very strong, you can still hear what they're saying. And sometimes they, they whisper just lies and just accusations. And I had to go there myself because I was being accused of gossip, and I was actually guilty, so I was gossiping at, at a certain point in my life. Thankfully, when I appeared before the court, Jesus was there with me, and after the court is in session, there are rules that take place. You know, first, you, first the enemy accuses you, and then if it's true or not, you, I pled guilty because it was true in my case. But I, I said, but by the blood of the lamb, Jesus has died for my sins. He has, you know, taken away my iniquity. I am clean. And so the father, when he hears that, he, he reverses everything, just like what happened in Zechariah. As soon as... Clean garments... They put on a turban on his head, and he was set free, you know. He was going to be judged. So, death is not the gateway to entering heaven. It's faith in Jesus Christ. Even though people, without the indwelling of the Holy Spirit back in the day, in the Old Testament, you know, they didn't have the Spirit of God, but they still were able to go. And I'm not saying that was without the Spirit's help, but we need to have faith like a child. Before Jesus died, Satan was asking Christ for permission to take and harm his disciples. In Luke chapter 22, verse 31, Jesus is praying, or sorry, Jesus is saying to Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat, but I have pleaded for you, Simon. I've pleaded in prayer for you that your faith should not fail. So that, when, so that when you have repented and turned to me again, you must strengthen your brothers. So it's amazing. The devil wants to sift all of the disciples like wheat. He wants to destroy us and rob us of our faith. So Jesus was praying against that. The Lord sings over you in heaven. He dances over you in heaven. And he prays over you. You know, he says that you are more than a conqueror. He says you are a new creation. You are the righteousness of I am. So we, we are the disciples of Christ 
And sometimes, you know, we're, we're so focused on programs or evangelism or money or trying to love people different, way, different ways. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we're called to do that. But we forget to go to the power source and receive divine insight because his plans make all, all things, all things like new and perfect. But it starts with going to the secret place, being alone with God. We are saved by grace, but we are still blessed or cursed by what we do and say. So I've taken some business courses in school. I went to Fanshawe for a couple years, and I realized that in a business, you can't be reactionary. You know, you, you really need to be proactive when you have a business to have a sustainable and thriving business. So listen to me. If you want to thrive with your walk with God, you need to be proactively reading the word of God and exercising your spiritual eyes and ears. How do you do that? Talk to God. This is so basic, but talk to God. Tell him how you're feeling. Be honest with him. Ask him to show you pictures for the day. Ask him to show you new things. You know, prayer time should be so exciting. It shouldn't be excruciating. Why is that? It's because the flesh can be strong, right? But the spirit is willing, you know? So during this pandemic, it's the perfect time, the perfect time to spend time with the Lord and to strengthen your spirit, to pursue, you know, the greater works. It's time to go deeper. It's time to start listening to God. Some of you guys are coasting, and I'm, I'm preaching to myself too at times, Some of us are coasting and some of us are under some theological bondage, but God, he wants to deliver us out of evil. He wants to set us free, not just physically, but mentally, you know, and spiritually. And where do we even start? Well, I start by saying, good morning, Holy Spirit. That's how I start my day. And I love Psalms 143, verse 8. It says, let me hear your unfailing love each morning, for I am trusting you. For I show me where to walk, O oh Lord, for I give myself to you. That's a very intimate prayer that you can pray. So make that commitment each day. Thankfully, there are so many prayers that we can use to help us, you know, get out of those dark times, especially with, with David when he was running away from Saul. He had so many Psalms where he could just lean into the Lord. He strengthened himself in the Lord. So I'm actually... I'm actually almost done <laughs> preaching, but I, I just wanted to, to remind you guys, the devil is legalistic, and there are places and things that the Holy Spirit really wants to show us. And if you don't believe that, just believe that the Spirit of the living God wants to show you all truth. We need to become more naturally supernatural. So I implore you to get alone and pray. Spend time with the Lord. You know, if that's going for a walk, go for a walk and pray. And don't just yap your trap. You know, close your eyes and allow God to show you things. Strengthen your spiritual muscles. This is something that God really wants for us, especially in this season. There's going to be a time where, you know, you, you really need to be hearing the Lord. Just like in, in the book of Acts, you know, all of these apostles, they had these encounters with angels. Try, like, ask the Lord to show me more. Just say, show me more, oh God. 
for I know that you will lead me into all truth and understanding. I want to encourage you guys to keep carrying your cross, your individual cross, and to pursue the plans of the Holy Spirit. For he has plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And just pray for revelation for the word, from the word, and to know the truth of what's happening in the world. You know, there are so many things going on in Afghanistan, um, but the Lord will reveal the truth to you when you pray for the truth. There are people, even on YouTube, there are so many good people on YouTube that you can follow that, that are on the inside. And we want to be on the inside, the inner circle of God, right? You know, that reminds me of the outer courts, the inner courts, and the holy of holies in the Old Testament, where the priests, they would, you know, they, they'd have to eventually make their way to the holy of holies and kill the animals for the people once a year. So we need to be the same because we want to be not just in the inner courts of God. We want to be in the holy of holies. And that is the most intimate place that we can be. So I really just wanted to pray over you guys and just pray for blessings. There are so many blessings that are available for us. Um, So dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I speak the blessings of God. I speak shalom over your people today. Lord, I thank you so much that by your spirit, we are set free. You, You give us all truth and all understanding. You lead us not into temptation, God but you just, you set us free from evil. So I speak freedom upon every individual here today. Just receive that, guys. I speak freedom from sickness, from illness, from any addiction, from any schizophrenia. I rebuke that curse in the name of Jesus. I speak just a blessing of finance, a blessing of good health. Lord, I pray that Um, If anybody has any pain in their body, may it be gone in the name of Jesus. Lord, whatever it is that you want these people to know, reveal it to them now as we worship you, God. Speak to us. Open up our eyes. I just release an impartation to see what you want us to see. I release an impartation to hear, God, whatever it is you want us to hear. Thank you, Lord, that you... Even though sometimes I feel like I'm not so good with words, you give me the message that we need to hear today. So God, I believe that what I've said today, it is what you want your people to know and to be reminded of, God. God, I pray that you would just cultivate a deeper love for you each and every morning. Thank you, Lord, that you meet your people even in the secret place before they show up because you love them so deeply. So may we experience just how high, how wide, you know, the breadth of your love, how great it is for us. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray that we would have more angelic encounters, more dreams, God. May we see more healings. May we see more miracles, Lord. Thank you for this church. Thank you for hope for today. Jesus, thank you that you show up on every single Sunday. You are so faithful to us. God, even though some of us don't see you, we have faith that you are there. When we pray that bondages would break, they break in Jesus' name. So God, I speak against any bondages amongst your people today, any bondages of lack of rest, 
be broken in Jesus' name. Any bondages of addiction be, be gone in Jesus' name. Any work, workaholics, may that addiction be gone in Jesus' name. Lord, I just pray, I pray that we would fall deeper in love. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your spirit. Lord, just release the fullness of joy within us. We ask for more joy, more love, more peace. Thank you, Jesus, that you are, you are so faithful. Jesus, when Satan came to you and when he was accusing your disciples, you prayed against that. So God, in the same way, may we not just be defensive with the word of God, may we be offensive, may we plan ahead, God. May we speak forth what the Spirit tells us to. May we be obedient. I speak obedience upon your people today. I pray that the flesh would submit to their spirit. I pray that, Holy Spirit, that oh, just forgive us if we've grieved you in any way, shape, or form, but God, we say, make us new today. We take off the old, we put on the new. Lead us, Lord, lead us. There are, there are amazing days ahead of us to come. But God, we don't want to suffer for lack of knowledge. So I speak knowledge, God. May the, may the heavens be opened. May your knowledge come. I sense that the angels are going around to each person. Whoever is willing, oh, receive. Put out your hands and receive the gifts. There are swords being distributed. There are weapons being distributed. There are letters being distributed in the spirit. There are things being given that we need. Going to church is so beautiful. It's a, such a beautiful time where the body of Christ can come because these things happen. These beautiful things happen. Lord, thank you. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the glory. So as we, you know, just focus on the Lord, let us worship together. But let us just focus on loving the Lord. You know, it's, that's what it's all about. It's all about relationships. So let's just focus on loving the Holy Spirit and loving Jesus and loving the Father as we worship.